0: On today's show, some absolutely tragic news from the family of Mike Budenholzer over the weekend. We did plan to have a chat about Coach Bud today, so we are going to obviously do that. It is going to be one of the big decisions for the offseason, one of many big decisions for this franchise. So we'll talk about Mike Budenholzer on this show. But also, the World Cup draw was held over the weekend, and Greece and the USA find themselves in the same group. That's very interesting. Obviously, we're on Team Grease Watch with Giannis and what's going to happen there. So I've got some big questions for Camille. Let's get into it. max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Down. Oh! And you can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN alongside me, co-host of the TechVow podcast. And on this show, at least once a week, and I've got some bad news for Camille Davis because it's the off-season, and I'm going to be asking for a lot of assistance over the next few months. So we're going to have some fun today uh, with Camille for today's episode. That is brought to you by the GameTime app. Create an account, use the code LockedOnNBA for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And as always, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single day, particularly to the everydays. I'm not going to lie, Camille. We had some people reach out. They're like, look, I need a break from the Milwaukee Bucks right now. They've broken me. But we also had a lot of people say, hey, I'm sticking around. This is going to be a very fascinating offseason. There's lots of potential moves that are going to happen. The Bucks are, in, you know, in my opinion, potentially a tipping point for what happens for what this era we've just seen. And what happens next? I think as long as you've got Giannis on the roster, you're going to be fine, but it's going to be fascinating. So we appreciate everyone that's continuing to stick with us. And if you're new to the show, uh, we appreciate that as well. Drop a like, a comment, subscribe, follow, all that stuff. It's free to do. And it really does help us, particularly here uh, in the off season when we've got no games as well. Do you think tipping point, is that too dramatic, Camille?
1: I don't think so at all. So... The way that I frame this is it's, it's a few different things that go through my mind when I think about it, because um, well, let me start here. Are you a fan of The Office, the television show The Office?
0: I watched it for the first time last year, which everyone was laughing so much <laughs> at me for finally just watching it. But I think now I've already watched it maybe twice through. Like, I mean, it is okay. just the best. Yes.
1: So I was a big Office fan when it came on TV, but I did not watch the last, I think, season and a half until later on. And okay. when I watched the last season in the very last episode, the Nard dog, he uh, <laughs> he makes a comment where he says, you know, I wish someone could tell you when you're in the good old days and not to, you know, not when it's done and past. Like so I could have enjoyed it a little bit more. And that was such a profound statement to me about I wish I knew when the good old days were. Um, after i watched that episode one, i was bawling like a baby but two it made me kind of reframe how i thought about like everyday tasks everyday things and hmm. with this particular bucks team i was hyper aware of what i was watching throughout this run when coach bud came into play like seeing the bucks take off and being number one record just taking off all or all-star games mvp Giannis, defensive player of the years like it was just kind of like wow like I have never seen a Bucks team consistently this good since the early 2000s. And that was even a quicker blip than what we were able to get here. So I've always approached this team with a, a sense of appreciate what you have while you have it um, because you never know how quickly things can change. And then just as a fan of basketball in itself, we know how quickly injuries can change things. Um, you Best lay plans, they just don't work out sometimes, right? So Uh, While I watch this Bucs team, and even on technical file, those who listen to me over there have heard me say multiple times, enjoy this Bucs team Mm -hmm. as we have them. We're not sure how long this is going to last. We're not sure, you know, once things happen. And coming into this season in particular, I really felt that pressure on me because it's the realization and just being real about it. Like Chris Middleton has a player option this offseason. Brooke Lopez has a big contract decision coming up for the team and for himself. On top of that, you have the new CBA rules, which... I won't dive too deep into, but what I can understand of it, like it's going to make it more difficult for teams that are repeated or repeatedly in the luxury tax to, to make moves. So for example, we would not have been able to sign Joe Ingles this past season if the CBA was already in effect. All of that being said, this might be the end of the Bucks core four, um, as we know it, not sure what changes are going to happen. Like salary cap wise, I know Frank's going to be able to nail all that down. He is the, the expert, but, from my viewpoint, it seems like it's going to be pretty hard uh, to make super drastic changes to this roster. Even if Chris Middleton opts out, becomes a free agent and leaves or does a sign and trade. Like if he leaves, we don't get that cap space back. So the, the team is what the team is for the most part, unless they're going to make a drastic change. If you don't resign Brooke, then it's like, well, what are you going to do? It's like, what is the the better thing that you can do to fill this team? So um and also, I mean, we're going to talk about Coach Bud, and could that have been the last time we saw him coach? Could the Bud era for this team be over? It very, very well might be, but um, I would say, again, I hope that people were enjoying watching this team and even going forward, being able to watch Giannis in the buzzer. Just make sure that you guys enjoy it. And I know that sounds weird, especially coming after a disappointing playoff loss, and we weren't expecting to be sitting here talking about offseason things, and if it's dramatic to think about this being the last iteration of this team, but we don't know. Chris Melton might not be here next year. We don't know. Brooke Lopez might not be here next year. And if they're not here, I'm not sure how the Bucks, uh fill those spots in, in a way that, you know, duplicates or exceeds the production we got from those guys. But it could be, it could be, even if coach Bud doesn't return like that's, that's an end of a certain era right there in itself. The Bud era would be done and the coaching influence he on this team, the way that he was able to space this team and kind of unlock the next level of Giannis. Of course, Giannis's work ethic is legendary. He's going to try to improve no matter who his head coach is. But seeing the ways that Bud used him and helped unlock him and get that first championship, like could be over. And I so with all that being said, no, I do not think that you were being dramatic um and framing it that way. It could, it could very well be the end.
0: That's why I think this offseason and uh, I mentioned it again. Someone said, What are you going to talk about all offseason? I said, Are you kidding me? We are about to have one of the most fascinating, probably two month periods we've seen for a very long time. And the Bucs used to always do crazy stuff in the offseason, but none of it really mattered because they stunk. But they're actually, they've got a generational player on the roster. You have to believe that they're going to do whatever they can uh, to stay in contention. And as long as Giannis is there, you think that the team is going to be very good. But as soon as you start to change, it's, it's like the old comfortable blanket or old comfortable hoodie, whatever it is, and we've had it for five years. And you can have your question marks about what happened to this uh, team in the postseason. But uh, the reality is it's also damn hard to win a title. And there's been some pretty crazy stuff that has happened over the last three years. When you think about dominant best record in the league in 2020, and then you're in a damn bubble and things just went crazy for the Bucs. Uh, then obviously you win a title, which is crazy in itself. And we've even had people in the YouTube comments saying, oh, well, if there wasn't injuries to such and such, the Bucks wouldn't have a title or we'll get stuff because they've got a title and you can't take it away and the banner's up there. And you think I care about, like, no. It's like the Celtics don't care about Chris Milton getting hurt in 2021, which was another a big piece of bad luck. And then this year, we spoke about it after the game and it's, it's really hard and I don't want to get into it and say, well, this is the reason for that because I don't think that's fair to do about something that is clearly far more serious than basketball, but... Yeah, me and Frank did talk after the Game 4 and Game 5, and we sat back and said, we should kind of be careful about what we say about this. It's okay to say that the Bucks threw away those games. That's fine. But there was something that it just just made you think like, geez, is there something going on that is, that is more than basketball? And that's why I said last week on the show, I'm not going to be too critical about these guys. You can be critical about what happened in the game, but also be careful the way you analyze professional athletes and the staff, because you don't know what the hell's going on. And then we found out a couple of days later, which honestly to me, like, it's, it's just, it should be sickening to anyone, but I, it really, it, it rocked me. I'm going to be honest. When you hear the story came out or the reports came out that, uh, you know, Mike Budenholz's brother passed away in a car accident mid-series before game four. And again, I, I don't think that we need to talk about it too much because I don't, I don't know what the circumstances were, but it's just terrible. Camille. Like when you hear that, and honestly, you can be as disappointed as you want about what the team did in this game, but I couldn't think about that. I still find it hard to think about that, given what he on a personal level is going through.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think too, as you continue to get older um, and you become an employee somewhere and you're working, you have to learn how to balance your own personal work-life uh, balance and what happens just when you're not at work and how much it can affect you doing your job. Um to lose somebody unexpectedly is so rough emotionally to the point where uh, when I heard the news, I was shocked that Bud even came to coach. I was just putting myself in his shoes. I don't know if I've been yeah. able to do it. I might've had to tap out personally um, and have someone else take up that slack for, for me while I grieve over such an unexpected loss. And, um, you know, I, it just, the humanity aspect of it, you know, like we're all here because we're fans of the Bucks. We love basketball. We enjoy this team. And of course we want our team to win. But at the end of the day, what's most important isn't what happens on the court. Like it's the fact that these are human beings with lives. Uh, and I wish nothing uh, but but love and sending condolences to the Boothold family. Like that's That's tough. And I can't imagine what effect that might have had on the players or whatever it might be, because that can, you know, drum up other traumas that someone else is dealing with um, thinking about that prospect. So, yeah, it's tough. And like you said, like basketball went out the window where it's like, yes, I'm disappointed that this team lost, but I can compartmentalize that and, and still have empathy and feel a certain way about this man who had such an unexpected and tragic loss.
0: Yeah, more on the basketball stuff with Mike Budenholzer to come up next, but we had a few people because I think it's fair, again, it's fair to look at what happened down the stretch and there was some sort of bizarre stuff. Uh, And I'm not saying that, I don't know what the connection is. So it's impossible for us to say, but we had a few people in the YouTube comments say, hey, are you going to talk about this? It's like, yeah, well, we only just found out over the weekend. This wasn't something that was public knowledge and it was actually Darwin Ham who (laughs) mentioned it in a press conference and he said himself, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. And that's why... I I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't know if it's something that, you know, I mean, it's out there now, but uh, we obviously have to mention it, but I'm not sure how much they want to talk about it. But from the basketball perspective, I do want to talk about uh, Bud and the last five years a little bit more and throw a few questions at you, Camille, after we talk about the Game Time app. Uh, People don't need to buy Bucks tickets anymore, uh, but you might want to buy Milwaukee Brewers tickets, and it is baseball season, and maybe you're looking for those last-minute tickets that you can get to head down to... Miller Park. I'm still calling it Miller Park. So buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Uh, it's also, pro- it's also uh, I would say, uh, concert season in Milwaukee. The weather hopefully is starting to warm up. Uh, uh, anything can happen out there in Wisconsin. But if you want the last-minute tickets, game time is the place to go. You can get flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find. Uh, it's easy to find and buy tickets for every event in your area. Uh, you can get the, the image of the seat view so you know exactly where you're going to be in the stadium or venue. And lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and all those kinds of nice things that make you feel better about buying tickets. So forget about buying them months in advance. You can get them on the day of the event. Uh, just download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just create an account. And use the redeem code LockedOnNBA for twenty bucks off. Download the GameTime app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. All right, as I mentioned at the top, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen. Particularly to the everyday is joining us, and I can say later in the week Howard Beck is going to be on the show, and it'll be nice to get a national perspective of you know where the Bucks are at. Again, there is such a fascinating conversation. We're in it every single day. We have our perspective, let's go outside and Howard Beck is going to be good fun to chat with He's just joined uh, the locked on network and doing a bunch of stuff with us uh, across the network so it'll be good to catch up with Howard so make sure you don't miss uh, that podcast so the bud stuff and I had this prepared uh, again before we understood you know all the all the the personal you know tragedy and news that came out but I'm known as a bud defender and I don't care I'm going to continue to be that guy now I'm not saying that the bucks have to bring him back, and who knows what is going to happen in the next few weeks. It's been five seasons, but it has been the best five seasons in my two plus decades of watching Same. the Bucks. And I'll push back very heavily on those that say the Bucks won a title despite Mike Budenholzer. I don't think that's fair because when I've thought about this team, I say, okay, well, what are the things that Bud brings to the table? He is an elite program coordinator. As soon as he walked in the door, this joint became professional basketball outfit to the level that we haven't seen before then how, what else does he do? He maximizes the talent and you can say well he's a great regular season coach that's fine but in terms of the defense what he's been able to do with Brook lopez and Giannis, and then they even eric blood so then drew holiday it has been an elite defensive team fourth this year 14th without brooke lopez 2022 ninth in 2021 and then first in 2020 and 2019 so he has brought a professionalism to this organization that I think is very hard to, to read just looking at the day-to-day and in the postseason. Now, is he the best in-game manager? I don't think so. But when I went down and sat last night and thought, who are the best coaches in the NBA? I'll ask you, and I know this is putting you on the spot, but let's see what names you come up with.
1: Best if, coaches. If,
0: yeah, if you, if you had to say... Because I confidently have said this. I, I think Bud is a top six or seven coach in the league, like whatever. But who is definitively better than Bud, in your opinion? I, I think there's a few names. There's
1: a think. few uh, that come to mind. One, Spo, we just watched uh, <laughs> what we were able to do, and he's been able to have the Heat play at a very high level um, through various forms. And I think that's a key with Spo's genes that gets overlooked to coach uh, a super team and then coach like this weird rebuilding on the fringe of the playoffs team, but still playing hard enough and, and putting up a fight, like going from that to that, and then to having a Jimmy led team, like those are three wildly different types of teams. And he was able to coach all three successfully. Um, so Spo tends to top the list for me, of course, pop um, what he's been able to do for decades now is, is unheard of. And I mean, coach Bud is a part of the pop tree. Uh, I'm a big Ty Lue fan. Mm-hmm. I think what he's been able to do, with the Clippers, despite all of their various injuries over the years, has been impressive. He always puts out a team that can compete. Um, Steve Kerr's an interesting one um, because he's he's a guy who has coached at a, champ, a championship-level team for the most part. Um, when the Bucks hired Coach Bud, I said maybe Coach Bud is the Bucks version of Steve Kerr, where it's like you had a coach before who saw some potential and started working on some things, Mark Jackson, then with the Warriors, Jason Kidd here, and the Bucks. And then very next thing you know, you get another coach who's a little bit more established, a little bit more regimented. And Steve Kerr comes in for the Warriors and Bud comes in for the Bucks, and you see how the programs change. So um, I'm not sure if I'll put Kerr over Bud, but I do kind of see them in similar lights. So those are the first ones that come to mind off top.
0: Yeah, the three names I had written down were Pops, Bolster, and Tyloo as well. So, <laughs> But the point being, it and let us know in the YouTube comments who, who else have you got in that mix. But the point being is that coaches have different strengths I do think that, and depending on how critical you want to be, and we know there are a lot of people that are critical about Bud and, and the Bucks. I, I think that it's, if you look at it that way, like the Bucks have been in a pretty damn good position. And I, I keep on saying it. And I'm not saying that you, you have to keep Bud, whatever. But what I am saying is that if you think that you can just replace this guy with anyone and all of a sudden, wow, the Bucks are going to be good, that's not the way it works. And I see Nick Nurse getting thrown up a lot why would nick nurse be leaving toronto if he is a coach on the level of those guys that we just spoke about he wouldn't but you hear reports you talk to people he can be difficult to work with and part of being a guy that can build a franchise and continually have success year on year on year is relationship stuff whether it's with the players whether it's with the front office whether it's the rest of your coaching staff and i think that you look at what the bucks have done with Taylor Jenkins, Darwin Ham, Charles Lee now in the mix because people know if you've worked under bud, you're going to be in a really good position to come in and lead a franchise. So I just, I think, um, again, if they change coach, feel how you want to feel about it, be optimistic about it. But I just continue to caution people that if you just think that it automatically means that things are going to be better, or you're going to have this crazy postseason success, i just be really careful because when you've got a coach that has been as successful as bud has across different uh, organizations, the grass isn't always greener and and if you i just think that if you do change the coach it there's there's some heavy risk associated with that
1: i agree with that and again i'm kind of in the same boat as you or maybe a little bit more um nonchalant where it was like if bud comes back if he does not come back at this point i'm like I, i i don't have a strong opinion either way on it now I do agree with that fact about like who is better that you can get to replace him. Because um, one thing my co-host on tech file pointed out, Eric is one thing he likes to do is look at the team of the departing coach and see how their fans felt about his departure Hmm. Um, and he said, you know, Raptors fans were not sad to see Nick nurse leave at this point. He was somebody who was not, you know, a developmental coach. He came in to coach a more veteran team. Um, so he was not giving the young guys much run this season. And on top of that, he was playing his guys heavy minutes in the regular season. Um, led to a lot of burnout, some injuries there. Uh, not super creative on offense, mastermind on defense, one might say, but um, if a complaint for Bud is his half-court offense, you're not going to get much better with Nick Nurse at the helm there. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know who's better out there. Um, so I could see why one would be like, it's time to, you know, get rid of Bud, let's have a fresh new start, in part because this roster could be pretty much locked for the most part, depending on what Chris Chris Middleton does and what Brooke Lopez does. Um, If the same guys are coming back, one might argue, well, let's see what a different voice can do with these Mm -hmm. guys to see if Mm -hmm. they can take another step and get back to the finals. On the other side, one might say, well, we know that, you know, the season was disappointment. Things weren't working out for injuries, woo, 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 all this was happening. Let's see what one more year under Bud can look like, especially for bringing these same guys back. Let's see what one more year, what we can do uh, with better injury health, with another, you know, tweak here and there. Because as we remember, the last time we lost to the Heat with Bud as the head coach in the bubble, he came back and made some changes to how this team operates. So it's unfair to say he doesn't make any changes whatsoever. Uh, Of course, in game, that's one thing. But if you give Bud an offseason to think things through, he does tend to come back and change some things up. Even how he tweaked the defense this year after seeing the team allow too many three pointers against Boston. So I'm I'm either way. If he stays, if he goes, I see the logic behind it. I won't be mad either way about it. But um, yeah, it's a tough decision.
0: Well, the main point of this conversation is just a little bit more appreciation for a guy that's only the second championship coach in franchise history. That's all I'm asking for. Whatever happens, I hope that yeah, people look back and I know that they probably won't because they do the same about Chris Milton, which is a whole nother conversation that pisses me off on a daily basis. But just appreciate these guys because it's been a damn awesome five years. 69% winning percentage in the regular season. Are you kidding me? We used to go back in the day and just be desperate. Can we get the 500? Any chance yeah. we can get the 500? So just a bit more appreciation, whatever happens uh, for Mark Boone. That's all I'm bloody well asking for. Let's get to the World Cup after we talk about price picks. Now, there's a pretty... Decent promotion going on here with Prize Picks right now. Every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, one Prize Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 AM Eastern Time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payout: six correct picks, one million bucks; five correct picks, eighty k; four correct picks, sixteen k. Which, by the way, just give me the sixteen; I'll take it right now. Full details can be found at PrizePicks.com/slash million you must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry once you opt in all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be a lucky lucky winner so go to pricepix.com and check it all out there download the pricepix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred bucks with the promo code locked on if you deposit hundred price picks will give you a hundred if you deposit fifty price picks will give you fifty don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to hundred bucks. That's price. All right, World Cup here, and this is going to be a conversation we're going to continue to get into uh, over the next few months. I dare say it's going to be fun. I love it. Australia is in with a big chance at a medal, I believe, although they got a brutal group. But no one wants to hear about that. So let's talk about Greece and the USA. So they're in the same group. If I just said to you straight up, and I, I said it before, I come from a different perspective because I think if you're not from America, like the, your star players playing just means so much more. So, our friends in Greece, I'm on your side. I know you want Giannis to play, and I'm with you. But I do get the sense, and every time I tweet about it, I even tweeted about the group, and there was a bunch of Bucks fans saying, don't play, don't play, don't play. Where are you at uh, on this? Understanding everything that Giannis has just been through, he's been banged up. Mm-hmm. The season finished early, though. Does that help? I'm not sure.
1: It should. <laughs> it's ball basketball yeah. on his yeah. body right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, um, it's one of those things where, as a Bucks fan – I want my guy as healthy as he can. We've had conversations on this show throughout the season with me saying, you know, I don't want the one seed if it comes at the cost of health to the guys on this team. That's always been my first priority. So um, knowing that Giannis was banged up and what he experienced this, this season with the wrist, with the knee, with the back, I would like for Giannis to be able to fully recover and be ready for the next NBA season. Now, with that being said, I understand that part of NBA players getting ready to play professional basketball involves them playing basketball. So um, I can't like I understand like the the level of competition is so much higher in the World Cup. But also know that, like, if you're scared that he might get injured in the World Cup, he could get injured at a pickup game that he's doing in the summer with his brother. Like you, you I'm knocking on wood that it doesn't happen either way, but a basketball player is going to play basketball. And as long as he's healthy enough to go through the world cup, like I don't see a problem with him doing so, like at least at that point he is playing one high competition. So uh, coming into the season, it's not going to be like a a super hard ramp up because he just got done playing some really good competition. Um, He's going to have a coaching staff. I'm sure the Bucks will have somebody there with him as well, you know, to make sure he's working out, staying on track, getting his daily vitamins, whatever it needs to be for him to be successful. So I personally, as long as he's healthy, don't mind him playing for Greece because I know how much that means to him. He's mentioned it ever yeah. since he came over to the NBA about how important it was and how much it would mean for him to be able to bring Greece um, some gold. So if he's healthy, I don't I don't really mind because basketball players are going to play basketball.
0: Yeah, it is. interesting. I mean, you would suspect that he does. Uh, want to play. And geez, that would be good viewing if we just sit here and be selfish for a while, Team USA versus Greece, because you know how hard Giannis is going to go in that game trying to beat Team USA. And we should say, just in terms of the group, just some detail there. So USA, Greece, New Zealand, our friends over the water here, and uh, Jordan as well. So honestly, a pretty easy group. Uh, No disrespect to the other two teams there. But you would think if Giannis is there heavy favorites in the USA. I mean, they should cruise through. And they're actually playing in Manila for those group games. And then you go right through the whole tournament and the finals are at Manila as well. So just in terms of even travel, they're not going anywhere. They get to settle in uh, for the length of the tournament. So pretty nice stuff uh, for the team there. Just quickly on Team USA before he leaves. So Chris Milton. just based on everything he's gone through, it seems highly unlikely that he's going to be a part of it, even though he was with the uh, World Cup team in 2019 and obviously a gold medal winner in Tokyo. Drew Holiday is someone that I suspect that they're going to want to be there, though, based on how important he was for that team in 2021 coming off the plane. We'll see. But I, I think that there's a high chance that you're going to have at least one Milwaukee play there and probably Drew Holiday.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm going to enjoy watching Drew Holiday play because I'm not sure if you've seen the clip going around of him saying that oh he's planning to retire after this particular Bucks contract, which, if true, what a development. Um so, yeah, I would love to see – again, if he's healthy, I would love to see Drew hooping uh, for Team USA. Like, I I just want to see the basketball. So let me see some good games.
0: Late August, that starts and goes through early September and then leads us straight into uh, the preseason and and those types of things. So I guess time's going to go quick over the next few months. Who knows? We'll we have Bucks basketball back soon, I guess. I don't know. But the Drew holiday, it's a great segue. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show for, four, uh, for sure because it is a fascinating uh, – fascinating chat to have what that means for what the bucks can even do if they're looking to do anything drastic it's uh we say it's not ideal all right let us know what you thought about today's show from the bud stuff too uh, particularly our great friends get on board let us know what you think about the world cup and can you take down the usa in the group stage mm. anyway get in touch we'll be back for a show tomorrow for camille and myself we'll leave it there catch you all tomorrow.